Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Thursday morning. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, as we prepare for Monday night's big game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, two of the teams with the best records in the NFL, a Super Bowl rematch, the Kelsey Bowl. Zach gets to go to Kansas City. You going to have some barbecue? I might. I was actually, you're going to laugh at this. I was considering driving out to Lawrence, Kansas, to see the Fog Island Fieldhouse. Uh, I love college basketball arenas, and I've never been to the Fog Island Fieldhouse. So I have some time to kill on Monday, and I figure— Oh, not for a game, just to go. Well, just yeah, because I'm, I'm not getting in until late Sunday night, and then I leave early Tuesday morning. So I have, like, Monday until, you know, from 6 a.m. to, like, 2 p.m. to, to do whatever I would like to do, I suppose. And I was thinking of going out to Lawrence, Kansas to see Fog Allen Fieldhouse. So you are staring down a late night primetime game, an early morning Tuesday flight, Mm -hmm. getting back to Philadelphia and doing this show Tuesday afternoon. And you're choosing potentially to wake up at 6 a.m. on Monday (laughs) and drive to go through an empty college basketball stadium. Well, so the the part about waking up that's that's when I wake up. I'm not I'm not going not going to apologize for that. I've worked with you for five <laughs> years. You know, I get up early. Like, and okay, you're capable of napping. We're we're, we're we're dealing with that. Like, we we understand that. We're dealing the, with that. The part about going out to Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I feel like I feel like like your wife Emily and I need to start a support group for people who really want Zach to sleep also, more. I gotta be honest with you, okay. What I wanted to do in Kansas City was go to the Negro League Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite places to go. And the Eagles don't go to Kansas City very often. I've only, actually, in my 12 years covering the team, they've only been in Kansas City one time, 2017. 2017. Uh, the problem is it's closed on Mondays. Uh. And I don't land until 9 o'clock on, on Sunday. So then it's like, all right, how are you going to spend that from, like I said, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Monday. Shout so out to Buck O'Neill. What's that? Shout out to Buck O'Neill. Shout out to Buck O'Neill. Well said. So there are a handful of things that I'm exploring, but Lawrence, Kansas is like 50 minutes away. I've always wanted to see Fog Allen Fieldhouse. I've been, I think the Plesters, you know, the greatest college basketball arena. I've been to Cameron. I've been to the Smith Center. Uh, now, do you know that they have, do they have tours? They Can do you have just? tours. Okay. Yeah, I've. I've done some work on this. Uh, but to answer your question, am I going to have some... some if you want, here? Zach, I have... Uh, you know, I run the Kansas basketball team on uh, What If Sports uh, College Dynasty. If you want to just like take a look around the team that I have, you can do that instead and save yourself, okay. some, save yourself some travel. You got Paul Pierce and Eric Chenoweth and Jacques Vaughn. No, no, no. These are made-up players. Oh, okay. This is... This is fascinating. Two-time national champs. No big we'll, deal. We'll un- unpack that during the offseason. I'm, I'm curious about that. Uh, we'll actually stack up your made-up team against the top March Madness team sure. in March. But no, to uh, I I might go to uh, barbecue. Actually, there's a place Andy, Andy Reid has recommended in the past. A Q something or something. Q37. It begins with Q. Uh, and I know. You our, love Q. I know Arthur Bryant's is a popular place, but if there's any listeners in Kansas City, Missouri, or in Kansas City, Kansas, for that matter, Oklahoma Joe's, I believe, is a big uh, okay. I think I think that's yeah. an Andy McCullough, different Andy recommendation. 
Andy McCall is one of the best there is. So uh, Might as well he ask says him. that, yeah, I'll, I'll actually shoot him a text. You should. I will. All right. Uh, Zach, we got a lot to get to on this show. We're going to uh, dive a little bit into the, uh, the defensive side of this matchup against the, the Chiefs offense. Why I think that Sean Desai is the most interesting person in this matchup for the Eagles. We'll have our draft of the two different rosters and uh, see what else shenanigans we can get into. Are you ready to, uh, to discuss this matchup? You want to talk about Nick Sirianni and his history here? I'll, I'll just say this real quick with uh, Sirianni because I am ready to discuss this, this matchup. Nick Sirianni, as we all know by now, is the, is the sentimental type, right? Uh, he was emotional during the national anthem when Eagles last played the Chiefs, reflecting on all that he's accomplished in his, or I shouldn't say all that he's accomplished, all that he's done in his career, all that he's accomplished. But the way he, he framed it is like, he dreamed to be in that moment, right? Coaching the Super Bowl. Well, Nick Sirianni got his start as an NFL coach in Kansas City. He met his wife. In- I was actually going to say, maybe that's where you're going to go. <laughs> that's how you're going to spend Monday is you're going to find the apartment complex where they, where they met each other. <laughs> I mean, uh, that could be an interesting story, but I don't know if I'll pursue that one. But there are some other Nick Sirianni, Kansas City angles that uh, I have in, in my um, spreadsheet that I, I, I could pursue on there. But the, the point being, so uh, this is his first time going back there as a head coach. And for someone who entered the league as a quality control coach in Kansas City, got his break there, met his wife there. His wife's family is from the Kansas City area. I imagine there's probably a, a little bit of uh, sentimentality for Nick going back, right? I mean, this is a Super Bowl rematch. This is a huge game for the Eagles. I get all that. But this is also, he's he's accomplished so much in his career uh, that whenever, like, it's it's like if you returned to Wake Forest for a day, you know, you'd, you'd probably you'd get a little sentimental. If, if you returned to, you know, your old office in the NovaCare complex, like, uh, you know, on when you first started... Yeah, you'd probably get a little sentimental. So maybe. Okay. I think they've changed things around a little okay, bit. I'm also in that building plenty. Yeah, but, but but not in that specific area. Sure. So point, you know, if I <laughs> if, if 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 I was down, the that's struggle, not how you know. But that's Nick's, That's yeah. not how football coaches think. But that's my point. That's why I brought this up because I do think Nick has a some humanity and self awareness that I think some coaches try to conceal. There aren't a lot of coaches who would cry during the national anthem. Nick cried during the national anthem um, because it it mattered to him. He wears it on his sleeve. I actually, I think there's a different angle here that, that I'm viewing okay. it through for, for Sirianni's prism. Um, you know, he talked about into leading into that Super Bowl that, you know, he did feel some kind of way when, when Andy Reid let him go mm. and, and took that over. Like he took a little bit of umbrage to that. Now they had connected since then and, and yeah. they had a, obviously a mutual respect for each other. But I think, you know, when we talked to Fletcher Cox the other day and it's like he knows that the media is going to make a lot about this being the Super Bowl rematch and like the Eagles looking for revenge and these two teams are totally different. I think the one guy who is looking for like a measure of revenge is Nick Sirianni because Nick Sirianni was outcoached in that Super Bowl. There were mistakes made, uh, not just by him from a, a game management perspective, you know, not not going for the end zone at the end of the first half, not going for it on fourth and three leading to the punt for the big Katerius Tony return, but also the, and this leads into why I think Sean Desai is, is, is under scrutiny or not under scrutiny, but in the spotlight in this game, I mean, defensively, they were completely outcoached. 
that side of that matchup. And on the other side of the ball, I think you could make the case that even though the Eagles moved the ball uh, and scored a lot of points and were really efficient on offense, it wasn't like they had like out-schemed the Chiefs defense, yeah. right? It was a lot of like great players making really fine, like finely tuned great plays. And I think that knowing the uh, like the story of Andy Reid after the bye, like, mm. you know, I, th- I feel like Nick Sirianni is having that like on his wall. And it's like, how can I outcoach the guy who's so good after the bye? This is my chance to sort of get a measure of revenge because he, we know that he is motivated by stuff like that. That's a great point. And that's probably a more apt point for the show than the going back home angle. Um, because you're right. And, and to, to build upon that, I think there's a part of Nick that like knows that Andy Reid holds a certain reverence in that building. Uh, and like, he was literally the head coach when the building was built. Like Andy was influential in that. And, you know, I was watching yesterday the All City NFL show when Andy Reid uh was was on and Andy Reid it was it was kind of framed to him that here are these two organizations that like he built that he put that they they run on his philosophy and that is true like the, the way Andy Reid thought the way Andy Reid built rosters the way Howie Roseman speaks about Andy Reid the way Jeffrey Lurie speaks about Andy Andy Reid that's not to take anything away from him but there's probably a part of Nick Sirianni that's 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 like you know, hey look at me you know there 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 is not a coach who's been like more successful over the past two seasons than I have been. So I, I agree with that. And yeah. now I'm looking. I'm trying to look through it. Like I think that this could be like Andy Reid has beaten Nick Sirianni twice, right? Two and zero, two thousand one, and then in the Super Bowl. I don't think he's lost to another coach three times. I mean, I guess McCarthy, maybe he lost twice in 21 and then the Minshew game last year. Yes. Uh, but that's a division rival. Like he hasn't beaten Andy Reid. I think, I think mm. there is a little bit of, of, of something there yeah. for, from Nick. Good point. And Andy Reid has never lost to the Eagles uh, since, uh, you know, now it's a small sample size. It's four games, right? But he's never lost. He beat Chip Kelly in 2013. He beat Doug Peterson in 2017. And then he beat Sirianni in 21. And then in the Super Bowl last year. So, uh, Look, the time's his. Uh, look, very nice. Uh, all right, Zach. If you uh, wanted to follow Zach to uh, Fog Allen Fieldhouse on Monday and just sort of uh, creep around and be the guy who, who wants to show Zach a picture of himself uh, later on, you could do that. And then if you wanted to then follow him to Arrowhead, you can do that by buying tickets on Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. You know the deal here. We've been talking about it like every day for the past couple months. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all that good stuff. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. If you are uh, Zach Berman and you want to take your son to the Sixers game on short notice, you pull up game time, you get yourself a good deal. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. 
Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Zach, let's let's talk to Cy for a minute. Yes, um, let's do this. That uh, we don't need to necessarily, uh, you know, drive the bus over Jonathan Gannon right now and relitigate that defensive performance yeah, in the Super Bowl. I, I think that litigation's already occurred. It is true that it was the worst performance of the season for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, they let the Chiefs do pretty much whatever they wanted in the second half. They had three touchdown drives on their first three drives, and on the last drive, they did exactly what they wanted, even though the Eagles wanted to let them score. They ran the clock out and kicked a game-winning field goal. Um, and the entire like purpose of this defensive season for the Eagles is can they do something different against the best quarterbacks in the league? Because that is uh, what hampered them over the the first two years of Sirianni's coaching term here with the Eagles uh, under Jonathan Gannon. We saw it in, in Miami, right? And now with extra week to prepare and an interesting problem to solve here for a Chiefs offense that is not great on the outside. Yeah. Right. Um, this is all about Travis Kelsey. I am I am just fascinated to see what Desai cooks up. You know, is it going to be James Bradbury as the man uh, who is like it's like a like a box and one basically that they're doing? Like he's on Travis Kelsey and they're rolling coverage his way. Um, are they going to just say it's Bradley Roby and uh, you know Kevin Byard is going to get a shot and Eli Ricks is going to get a shot? Or are they going to just throw whatever they can at him? And we know that the the one place where this Chiefs offense is a little bit vulnerable is, is those tackles on the outside. Are they going to scheme up something for other guys besides Hassan Reddick and Joshua to, to have a chance to win? I just think that um, I expect a lot of different stuff from Sean Desai in this game. I sort of expect to be impressed, not in the way of like they're definitely going to get after them, but I, I expect him to throw a lot of different stuff here. And I think I think that is like the the most fascinating part of this matchup for me. It's a good point, and I, I was watching that Super Bowl game last night, and, and, and something that stood out because I, I watched the Chiefs Dolphins game uh, earlier this week, and this is a different Chiefs offense than what we saw in the Super Bowl last year. Like personnel-wise, you you mentioned it, the tackles are are, are different. That's that you know they have some different faces at wide receiver in there. So I I look at it like there are vulnerabilities with that Chiefs. Uh, with that Chiefs offense, but also the Dolphins did a good job containing Travis Kelsey. You know, Travis Kelsey did not have a big game against them. Yet Patrick Mahomes still made plays when he needed to make plays. And they were they were getting production from uh, Rasheed Rice. Uh so I think that I, I am curious to see what what creativity Desai has. In particular, what he tries to do against uh Travis Kelsey. The Dolphins game's relevant to point out here. Because that's Vic Fangio, right? And that's the Sean Desai defense. So what does he have cooking for Travis Kelsey? Are you saying, all right, if if Mahomes is going to try to beat us, let him try to beat us with Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice and, and Kadarius Toney and not Travis Kelsey going off. The other thing, when you look at the Super Bowl last year and in the second half in, in particular, the Chiefs ran the ball especially well. Yeah. Uh, no one's really run the ball effectively against the Eagles this year. Part of that has been because teams have decided to pass the ball. And when you have Patrick Mahomes, I imagine you want to pass the ball. Mahomes I think is, it's a little bit of both. Like I think yeah. I think teams are passing so much because they know that the yeah. Eagles run defense is so good, but also what you just said. I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. Sure. And 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 so 
the Eagles could say, like, yeah, there was that old Jonathan, it's, it's not old, the, the Jonathan Gannon expression that anytime they hand the ball off is like a win for the Eagles offense, right? Uh, Jonathan Gannon, when he played against the Chiefs in 2020, which is an interesting thing for him to say because his run defense was very not well, good. Well, so that's, uh, that's, that's the game I'm, I'm pointing out. If, if you recall, in 2021, the Eagles played the Chiefs. Was it a Thursday night or Sunday night? It, it was I think it was a, a Thursday night. It was a Thursday night, and the Chiefs <laughs> ran the ball down the Eagles' throat for a bit there. Right, and there was all, but there was also like you know they were giving them like 12 yard completion yes. after 12 yard completion, yeah. and that's part of the problem with with that that I had with Gannon is that it was so dogmatic about all we want to do is make you yes. like matriculate the ball down the Go field, 12 plays, right, yeah. and and like you, at some point you got to get out of that, like. You, like against the best offenses, and it happened in the Super Bowl. You can't just keep doing that. Like Patrick Mahomes will do that. You have to change things up. You can't be quite so uh, like married to your philosophy. And 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 part of that, frankly, is that philosophy with the Eagles last year. A lot of it was about you know there's going to be a turnover eventually. There's 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 going to be a penalty on the offense that pushes them back into second and long or third and long. The Eagles defense this year has not done a good enough job forcing turnovers. Uh, as, as, especially in recent weeks, right? Earlier in the season, they actually they did it particularly well. You think about the yeah. I have a hard time game. like parsing how how you can be good at forcing turnovers. There is okay, luck involved. Yeah. Now I think I think they like, done sacks rate. and getting okay. the ball out like that is the best way to get fumbles, sure. right? Um, that matters. And uh, the Chiefs' defense has been uh, much better at sacking the quarterback than the Eagles' defense has. But uh, in terms of like getting interceptions, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of luck involved there. You're right. Uh, and and by the way, like Andy Reid is is going to be looking closely, obviously, at this Eagles defense. He sees these moving parts in the secondary, and I, I think the big variable with the size group is now that you get Bradley Roby back, presumably, uh, does that stabilize things? And are you able to be a little more creative in the back end because you're not mixing and matching parts like just to try to get by? And because they've been doing that, and and, and so now you have. Like in theory, the benefit of having four or five starters in the secondary being 30 and older and as experienced as these guys are is they've been yeah, everybody can have dinner together at 5 p.m. <laughs> and an early bird special. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Julia's laughing. Julia loves your sense of humor, by the way. Well, um, most people do. No, I wouldn't say most, but, but, but you do appreciate a good audience, right? Um, I do. Yeah. So... The the benefit of, of that is communication should not be an issue. That they've they've seen things that they can a, a, adjust that they can adapt. That when teams are you know for instance I think of the Chiefs of the Super Bowl game last year, the Eagles had communication issues, right? Yeah. And there was that one touchdown on the right side when Avante Maddox you know there was a communication issue there, and the, the Eagles can't afford for that to happen. And Andy Reid. Uh, He's a very creative play designer, and he'll find ways to isolate matchups like he did with, with Sky Moore last year. Uh, they're, they're going to try to do that. Yeah. Now, like this, the story of this Chiefs season so far has been that the defense is carrying the offense to yes. – not carrying is probably strong, but has been the better side of the ball. Yeah. And the offense has, has struggled of late. But I, like, I am not buying that in this matchup because of the time that the, the Chiefs have to prepare for this game – because they have the best quarterback who's ever lived, I think. Like, I agree. I, I just, I, I am, I am not willing to say like, oh, the 
the more important thing here is like, I also have a lot of faith that the Eagles can move the ball on the chiefs defense. Right. So to me, I'm more worried about the chiefs offense, even though they have not been as good as their defense. I agree. Best quarterback to ever live. And can I do a little flex here? Our, our sickos. They know this, but yeah, go ahead. Our sickos know this, but, but, but look, we're building this PHL wide show up. We have a new audience that watches that listens and you might not be familiar with this story. Okay. Eagles Cowboys game a few years ago, primetime game uh, on a, on a Sunday, get in early Saturday morning because I want to go over to TCU uh, in Fort Worth to see uh, the see TCU against Texas tech because I've been hearing about this Texas tech quarterback whose arm is otherworldly. And I, re- I remember someone saying, you know, his dad, like his, his dad played in MLB. Uh, so I, I went, I saw Patrick Mahomes. And it was like a triple overtime game. TCU versus Texas Tech. Actually, TCU's quarterback that day was Kenny Hill, uh, who's that also played in Major League Baseball. Um, Glenn Allen? What? No, I think Ken Hill. <laughs> Remember? Remember the picture? Tyreek? No, Ken. Uh, but so anyways, Kenny Hill was on TCU. Nodding? And then, what? <laughs> um, and Mahomes was, oh, Nodding Hill. I see <laughs> Yeah, I, I never saw not a, that. Not a, not a good joke. I never yeah. saw that movie. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, Hugh, it's not like a it's not like a movie that you have to see. Is that yeah. Hugh Grant? Is that who it is? It is. Yeah, Julia Roberts. And what's it about? She is basically Julia Roberts, and he's just some random schlub, and they get together. Uh-huh. sounds like a feel good story. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're a horn dog like you, <laughs> both. Oh, <laughs> Two people fall in love. That's a wonderful thing, right? <laughs> Why do you have to make it so like uh, so sinister here? Goodness. Uh, so in any event, I go over and I was in awe. Like the arm talent okay. was otherworldly. Now that t- that uh, Texas Tech defense that Cliff Kingsbury had not particularly good, um, but man, Mahomes was making throws that day that you said. This this guy's special, and I kept saying that in that draft that year. That was the Trubisky draft and the Deshaun Watson draft, and 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 Mahomes. And I kept saying like, I saw Mahomes in person. I know I'm heavily influenced by this, but he makes throws that I've never seen. And uh, here he is, the best quarterback ever. So a little a little flex on my part. And of course, Patrick Mahomes, when he uh, is accepting that Super Bowl trophy, he likes to thank Zach Berman for discovering him. <laughs> Not and, uh, making no. him exist. But you you tease me sometimes for going to these college football games. Last year, I don't in, tease you for that. I yeah, last nice. year in uh, in here. Uh, here's an example. Last year when the Eagles played the Cardinals, uh, I got into Phoenix early that morning so I could go to the Arizona State Washington game. You know who Washington's quarterback was? Uh, Michael Penix. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Um, he's for for my money. Got to be like, careful when you say that one. I'm not familiar with the joke here. Um, he's as fun of a quarterback to watch in college football this year. That Washington offense with with uh, Kalen DeBoer is awesome. So yeah, I, I saw that in person. And when we have our like two months of draft shows this year, I promise you, I will be talking about some of those players that I saw on the field that day. We, I believe that. Now, Zach, uh, I flip flopped this here. I was supposed yeah, so to read Wheelhouse before game I, time. I, I read was, game time. Why don't you read yeah, Wheelhouse? Yeah, I was actually gonna say that there, but I didn't want to correct you when you were going because you gave such a good ad read. Uh, but literally... You know, because it goes game time, wheelhouse, game time, game time on the list, and I just, yeah. you know, there's it's, it's a bit of a confusing spreadsheet. Well, 
something not to be confused about is uh, this morning I was in my son's room. We were talking about like um, we're talking. Oh, that reminds me. Let me give this to you now before I for, before I uh, forget. Uh, how about this? There this is go. perfect for the read. There you go. These cards that Bo just gave me, he got from Wheelhouse, and he's so generous. Bo is such a great guy that he's giving these cards uh, to my son Reed, who is really in the cards. And so this morning he was asking me about the Sixers Celtics game. I, I I'm I'm very grateful for these. Thank you. Yeah, sure. He's 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 gonna write you a nice thank you note. Um, he doesn't need to. Please, I promise you. He please will. leave him alone. <laughs> he's got to learn at a young age to write good thank you notes. Um, so. Uh, he was he was asking me about the Sixers Celtics game, and then we were talking about uh, this weekend going to Wheelhouse and the cards that he's going to bring because they have their trade day, and it's it's actually it's kind of endearing. It's it's uh it's from three to five, so it's I showed him the Instagram ad where it said three to five, and he said, "Well, there'll be eight year olds there," uh-huh. and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he says, "It says three to five. and I was like, "No, that's that's the time. That's not the age." But he thought that was the age, so. Um, he, he was ready to be, he's, he's sick. So he's ready to be like the big shot at the, okay. at, at, at the thing. Um, but wheelhouse is the go-to wait. So he wants to hang out with eight year olds, even though he's six big no, man on campus. Yeah, no, he was, cause last time we were there, the oh, kids were older. It, I see. They I were see, like eight, yeah. nine and, and yeah. And he and brought I, the slop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was a little, he was a little intimidated and now he's, he's going to be ready. He's going to bring his best stuff for those eight year olds. Yes. Uh, wheelhouse is, uh, is our go-to sports card. Gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite cards, brands, all of your favorite card brands like Tops, Chrome, Baseball, and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. If you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop in to either of these, either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right, Zach, let's get into our draft, and we can uh, have a few more discussions about the Chiefs as we go through this. But uh, this is an interesting week, I think, maybe... It seems to me like there are more uh, big disparities in position groups mm, than, than me, most weeks here. So I think, my spreadsheet on. I think it's going to be interesting. Yep. You ready for the uh, rock, paper, scissors? Yes. I did some self-scouting over the weekend. Yeah, what'd you learn? Well, I'm not going to tell you the answer. Well, tell me question. after. Yeah, okay. Okay, ready? Yep. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Rock beats scissors, <laughs> okay. one nothing me. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Paper, paper. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Scissors, scissor. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Your paper beats my rock. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Your paper beats Ooh. my rock. You get it. Okay. You expect me to go paper first. I, I, I promise you that I'm not <laughs> thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> In the past, I think you've anticipated my, my paper first. That's incorrect. So, I, okay. I promise you the thought has never, ever crossed my mind. I bet Zach's going paper here. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just going through the motions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, going through the motions. All right, let's do it. You, Because I, I'm a writer, and so you think that I'm going to do paper first. It wouldn't be. That's actually why I go paper first, right? Because I'm very loyal to paper. You no longer write for a paper, though. No, but shout out to Mike Jensen. Uh, Mike yeah. Jensen had his last column in the Inquirer. Uh, Mike Jensen is awesome. He's been very influential 
to me. And uh, besides that, just as someone who reads his stuff, who loves Philly hoops, who loves good writing and good reading, um, I have such reverence and appreciation for, for Mike Jensen. So uh, one of the greats. Yeah, yeah. We're so talking, we were just greats. talking the other day about like the uh, the the nobility of Mike Jensen's beat. I think I think he had a had a great career, and uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations to him, and he's not done. He's he's writing a book that I can't wait to read as well. Oh no! What? Is he writing my leggings too? No, he's not writing my leggings. Oh, yeah. I actually know what okay. he's writing about. Okay, and, good. Uh, it's it's gonna be a good one. Okay. Yep. Uh, you have the first pick. <laughs> okay. So I don't remember. Do we go one two? Or is it just one one one? I think we. I forget. Just go one one one, right? One one one. So I'm going where I, I think is the biggest disparity in this game, and it's not a premium position which we typically focus on early on in in these drafts. But uh, give me Travis Kelsey. Okay. Interesting. I'm going tight end here. The Eagles don't have Dallas Goddard, so you're looking at Travis Kelsey, perhaps the best tight end in NFL history. Well, no, Rob Gronkowski is the best in NFL history, but Kelsey's on the Rushmore. And uh, he's such a central figure in this game from like the game planning perspective. Also, uh, my sister's watching. She she texted me um, that there's shout out to Jenna. Yeah, shout out to Jenna. There's there's a lot of um, interest and speculation about whether Taylor Swift will wear an Eagles jersey or a Chiefs jersey. I imagine she's going to wear a Chiefs jersey. Yeah, um, but uh, I think the parents are the bigger question. Yeah, I I actually heard Jason speaking to Travis about this, the weekend in South America and Scott, uh, who's Taylor's father, uh, was friends with Howard Eskin, I believe. Friends with Howard Eskin. Okay. Yeah. Um, I figured they'd be friends with Ross Tucker cause they both went to the same. Of course. They're from, from why I'm missing. Also Chad Henney. Uh, of course, but, um, point being, uh, that he was, so he was a linebacker turned center just like Jason Kelsey. So Jason said, I, I got to catch up with some center talk. There you go. Um, but yeah, Eagles I hope, fan. Well, he, should, he should wear the DeAndre Swift jersey. That'd be great because it says Swift on the back. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for putting those two together. That's good. Yes. Um, but from a football perspective, Travis Kelsey is going to be uh, such a key matchup here. You saw what he did in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, you, brought, you asked yesterday if I thought the Eagles would have Bradbury on. What do you think the Eagles do? I think we're going to see just a lot of different stuff. Um, okay. I do think we're going to see some Bradbury there. I think I am. I am a little bit reticent of the the Bradley Roby thing, and I, I know I wrote about that today, which you can read on all PHLY if you're a diehard. You got the rundown of all the people on defense and special teams. I just want to pump the brakes a little bit on like Bradley Roby's going to solve the nickel position. I know we talked about it yesterday, but there's a reason this guy was on the street in week four, right? Um, like I don't know that Eli Ricks is that much worse. Than Bradley Roby right now, um, but I think I think we'll see some Bradbury. I think we're going to see a lot of different stuff. I think they're going to try to do what they did against the Dolphins, which was sort of change the picture and uh, not allow Patrick Mahomes to get rid of the ball right away. Uh, Mahomes is a little bit different as a quarterback this year than he was last year. He's got the second highest scramble rate in the league, and uh, I think part of that is because those wide receivers are just not very good. Uh, so the Eagles are going to have to worry about Mahomes as a runner. But I, I, I think we're going to see a little Bradbury. That that would be a new wrinkle because they specifically decided to move away from the slot. But I, I, I went with um, Travis. Here. I think this is a. I mean, Travis is Kelsey is great. That, that is not what my first pick would have been. I just focused on on the delta um, in positions. I'm, I'm really trying to lean into the spirit of these drafts because I don't want it to be predictable where we just go with like edge rusher, offensive line, 
like the priority positions every week and dismiss some of these other spots. Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Fame player, and the Eagles are starting Jack Stoll. Sure. End of story. You know who else is probably a Hall of Fame player? A.J. Brown. Okay, that's a good one. And Devontae Smith. Okay. The two okay. of them, I'm getting two who are mm-hmm. exponentially better than the two or three who the, who the Chiefs are running out. Now, Rashi Rice is their rookie who's been targeted the second most, uh, second. From? What, SMU. No, where did he grow up? Right over there. Yes. He's a Philly native. He gets associated with Texas because he went to high school with Texas, but he's a Philly native. And between him and Pacheco, who's from Vineland, uh, Andy Reid is, is, is building a Philadelphia area offense. Philadelphia area offense. Love to see it. So shout out to Andy. I think if you, if you polled the 32 roster builders in the NFL, would they rather have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jack Stoll, or Travis Kelsey, Rashi Rice, and Sky Moore? I think they're taking the Eagles group uh, because you're, you're getting two over one. I'm taking the, the Eagles wide receivers here, and I feel pretty good about that. You know what? In hindsight, probably should have done that. Um, I, I see it. I can't, I can't dispute it, but I kind of look at Travis Kelsey as almost like a wide receiver. Um, but you're right in the Super Bowl last year, AJ Brown and Devonte Smith were both awesome. And AJ Brown has, has been terrific. I'm expecting much from Devonte Smith. Uh, so no, that's that, that's, that's, that. You know what we do? One. It does bounce back. I get two picks. Okay. Okay. So you get two. Picks. Now that I'm looking at, la- at the other spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a tough call because there's one place that I think there is a big delta, but I can't just I can't just let the guy we've just talked about as the greatest quarterback who ever lived sit there on the board. I think Jalen Hurts is fantastic. Um, maybe the delta here is not as big as it is at a few other positions, but we're talking about the most important position in sports, and I got the best guy who's ever who's ever done it. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. I can't, I can't dispute there. When Patrick Mahomes is up for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, his presenter is just going to stand up and say Patrick Mahomes and go back to his seat. I don't, think that will, I don't think that's what will happen. I mean, there's no argument there. Yeah, but the, the person, oh, you mean, oh, you mean like when, he's, when it's up in the room? Yes, that's what I, I thought mean. you meant like introducing him. Oh, as, no, no, like, no, no, no. Here's I mean, Andy no. Reid to introduce Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I, I meant the presenter. Yeah, the, yeah, that's the, in in the room, it's it's like it's like who do you have to convince? And the thing about so the football voting is done kind of behind the scenes. And I, I I'm not a huge fan of Hall of Fame voting in in general. Um, it's I believe the worst voting process of all yeah. the Hall of Fames. No, no, just like in all sports. But I no, never no, understood. And I'm, and I'm making yeah. a different point. But I never understood it in baseball. Some of these voters who are like, you can't be a first ballot Hall of Famer, so therefore I'm not going to vote for you, right? If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I also don't understand we are we can only have five, and we have to have five every single year. That's not how sure. it, that's not how it should work either. Right. Um, fair enough. And one so, of them should be a very mediocre kicker. <laughs> uh, but Mahomes is awesome. Jalen Hurts is awesome too. I think Jalen's going to take this game personally as well. So I'm curious to see. I mean, Jalen. If he has a big game, got that game lock here. screen on his phone. Yeah, if he has a big game here, MVP uh, front runner, probably so. Uh, so then, I should have gone wide receivers first. I admit, I admit that I got too cute. I was looking at the injury reports and kind of the delta, the spots. Uh, but this is one that I feel I feel good about. 
even though the Chiefs are getting good edge, edge pressure from Karloftis and Mike Dana, uh, and Mike Dana has actually been doing some, some work from the interior. Yeah, they um, move all yeah. those guys around, Karloftis yeah, as well. Exactly. Um, I mean, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, uh, they are the two best edge rushers in this game. Uh, I think that both of them were miffed by the field conditions last year in Arizona. Shout out to the sod father or not shout out to the sod father, recognize the sod father here. Right. Uh, but unless that arrowhead field is just going to be slick and wet. It'd be kind of funny if they did do that. Did that. I think that would be a, yeah. a, a good bit. If I think they, like, Hassan Reddick they soaked the field. I think Hassan Reddick and Josh sweat are, are looking at this and saying, wait, Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. We are Penn State. <laughs> well, Donovan Smith went to Penn State. So I was going to say, we are pro bowlers. We are all pro caliber players. Um, so give me uh, the Eagles edge rushers. I think that's a, I think there were two picks here that made a lot of sense. That was one of them. Um, so I feel good about getting the other one. And it's the, it's the flip side of that matchup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata and uh, not have those tackles. So you're talking about who the Eagles can potentially take advantage of. Donovan Smith is sort of a penalty machine. Juwan Taylor is, is fine, but not great uh, and has struggled a little bit this year. We know how good Lane Johnson is. And I think Jordan Mailata is, uh, is better than both of those other Chiefs tackles. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Now, this is where the delta starts to diminish a bit. So the interior offensive line for the Chiefs is a really good unit. Um, but the Eagles aren't too shabby there either. Uh, the Chiefs have really. Do you think Jurgens will? I mean, it's impossible to know they're going to have their first. Yeah, I imagine today, Jergens will. I imagine Jergens I think will so play. too. Yeah, I, I, I think he's. I think he's going to be back there. Uh, the Chiefs' corners are really good this year, but the Eagles have high, high-priced corners. The spot where the Chiefs have the biggest delta remaining is linebacker. Probably so. Uh, but am I going linebacker this early in the draft? Uh, they're also mi- probably missing their best linebacker in Nick Bolton, although those other guys have been pretty good too. Yeah, yeah Willie Gay, like Willie Gay. Drew uh, Tranquil. Yeah, from Mississippi State, Notre Dame, respectively. So I will go here with the, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm going to go with the Chiefs' corners. Um, and Interesting. I don't love doing that. But but those guys are playing really well. McDuffie, who would have been, I I believe would have been the Eagles pick, had uh, the Eagles um, had the Eagles not uh, traded for AJ Brown, has turned into one of the top uh, corners in the league. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is that like your opinion as an observer, or is that like through reporting? Through through reporting. Okay. Yeah, I think now this is the thing. Yeah. Uh, you could say that they were helping on adding a receiver no matter what. So maybe that would have been Traylon Burks or something. But I think I think the guy that the Eagles liked in that spot was Trent McDuffie. Interesting. He doesn't fit sort of the profile. He's got those got those short arms. Mm-hmm. I think that would have surprised me a little bit. I would have guessed Karloftis. Okay. Uh I think it was gonna be McDuffie. Okay. But I could be wrong too. And again, it's 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 also one of these things where people always tell you after the fact, like when a guy's good, oh, we we really liked right. him. We were going to take right. him. So now Karloftis hasn't been bad either. Interesting. I'm just trying to yeah, I'm trying to think it through. Also, like um, just the way that they build things, would they have wanted to go double defense 
with in the first round feels not like their mo now you don't love now traylon burks was like the best receiver there they could yeah, have a great spot yeah frankly they what probably an unbelievable trade they They're probably would have traded back they probably would have traded, 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 traded back they probably would have traded back and then you can go carloftis you can go burks you can go uh i mean george pickens right so there's a handful of different directions there all right tough call here uh as you said the chief's interior line probably uh, just a touch better um I think you could go, you know, Kelsey a little bit better than uh, Creed Humphrey, although Creed Humphrey, very good. Trey Smith, better at right guard than what the Eagles have at right guard. Trey Smith is an interesting um, uh, draft case study, and he's the flip side to the conversation we had the other day about, like, if the league is passing on this guy who's super talented, there's probably a reason. We knew what the reason was with Trey Smith. He had that heart condition, but, like, in the sixth round, like, somebody pulled the trigger. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, when he when I did that that story uh, going to Tennessee, sort of shadowing uh, an area scout for a day for the athletic, he was the guy. He was a junior at that point. And it was Mm -hmm. like, I can say it without saying it like this. This guy is unbelievable. Um, And he stood out when when watching that film. Yeah. Big time recruit, big time college player. And when someone's there in the sixth round, not because of like Mm -hmm. discipline or not even because of like a football injury. Right. You you kind of like you said, you take your shot and if it doesn't work. Like if, how many fifth round picks or fourth round picks do you burn? This is a talented player, mm-hmm. right? So I agree with you there. Good job by Andy Reid. And, and then Brett we said, but you know, Dickerson and Tooney is 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 pretty close too. You can make a case for for Dickerson. So maybe it maybe it isn't not necessarily definitely advantage Chiefs yeah. in the interior offensive line. And Creed Humphrey's one of the top young, some young centers in the league. Right. Yeah. Uh, and now defensive tackle, probably Chris Jones is the best of the whole group, mm-hmm. but the Eagles group is deeper. Um, you got Jalen Carter, you got Fletcher Cox, you got Jordan Davis. I'm curious to see if Jordan Davis is going to be back up playing a higher number of snaps uh, in this game than he did the last couple of weeks when he was hampered by the hamstring. At safety, do I like? Am I going to hang my hat on the Chiefs guy? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Eagles' defensive tackles. So even though okay. even though Chris Jones is maybe the best of that group, I like the depth there for the Eagles a little bit more, and I think that's the most important position where there is a bit of a difference. Okay, I like that. Um, that, that certainly makes, makes sense to me. Uh, and I like the Eagles depth, although yeah, Chris Jones has just been awesome, especially, especially since he's returned. While you think that over Zach, I'll tell you quickly about FOCO because FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. Overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. Uh, so I, I will go with the Chiefs interior offensive line here. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I was debating that because now I'm stuck with I'm basically stuck with the Chiefs' offense uh, with Jalen Hurts running it, right? Right. I mean, we'll see what happens at running backs. Uh, moral of the story, I should have gone wide receivers over over uh, the Eagles' wide receivers there. It is one of the fun threads of uh, any game we do when you have a very immediate regret and it sort of colors the rest of your performance. Yeah, that, I, feel like that, that, I feel like that happens often. Which, uh, <laughs> I agree. Which, which means that I'm either... Uh, I, I need to have more courage in, in, in my convictions when I make a pick. Uh, perhaps I need to prepare more. 
I don't think it's 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 that. I, I think what I need to do is I need to. Sell I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't think it's that either. I think I need to sell it when I pick it. That's 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 the thing. It's like when you make a decision, sometimes make it and roll with it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna do something odd here, Zach, and mm-hmm. I think you know what I'm gonna do because you teased me about it before the show started. But you know, we've all got our uh, we've all got our favorites, mm. and uh, on the list uh, at the very top of my favorites in the league. Guys, I will pound the table for who are not in the Eagles building is our man Dave Tobe, the greatest special teams coordinator this league has ever seen. The Eagles special teams has been very good this year. I believe eighth in DVOA, even higher in uh, in EPA. I think they're up to third. But uh, the the Chiefs, I think, are sixth right now, which is below average for them. Tobe is this like you just go down the list, a top three special teams unit for like the past fifteen years. I'm going ahead and I'm going to take that little little bit of an advantage instead of worrying about linebacker safety or running back. I'm taking the Chiefs special teams. Okay, Mike Clay, you hear that? I see what's on the field. Bo's going based on reputation. Uh, I'm 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 going to go Chiefs linebackers, and uh, I you know they've invested more in that position. The Eagles are down to Zach Cunningham and Nicholas Morrow. Um, so now <laughs> I, I know I'm heavy. Chiefs here, but the Chiefs are the defending champs. Yeah, I am of the opinion that even though we've talked about this really daunting stretch, this is the game. You know, like this is the toughest you know game. What, but though? like this is the yeah. best. Now we the, can talk about like implications wise, yeah, exactly. it's not the most important game. But in terms of like a measuring stick and who is the best team you're playing, this is the best team you're playing. That is true. This is the best team you're playing. It's also, but, and it's a road game. They're coming off a bye. It's the most difficult game. Yeah, but I, I was talking to someone earlier this week. And I, I hate being that person who's like talking to someone. I'm not going to tell you who, but this person's kind of connected and knows. Jeffrey Lurie. But no, it wasn't Jeffrey Lurie. But this person's just, you know connected and knows. And uh, and I was like, you know, I was I was making conversation, and I'm like, big game this week, and then. Yeah, they're like, you know, it's the least important of the other games coming up, like this and the Bills. They're basically like, hey, these are the AFC games. All that matters really is that Niners game, the Cowboys game, the Seahawks game. That's true. So that's that's kind of the way the the person was uh, referencing it. Now, remember, this is this the the, the uh, little bit of extra uh, mattering of this game is that it's a common game with the Lions, which if the Eagles and Lions tie for the top record, in the NFC, and they also tie in conference record. Then it goes to common opponent record, and the Lions have beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So that's the only thing that that comes into play there. I don't mean to be abrupt for our, our listeners, but we have three minutes today because uh, Nick Sirianni has his press conference at twelve fifteen, and we're about you know ten fifteen minutes away from the facility. Yeah, and Zach uh, cares more about Nick Sirianni than does you, the loyal listeners and viewers who join us live every single day. I'm here five days a week, all right? You're good. You're seeing a lot of me. I'm taking the Chiefs' safeties. Uh, You know how much I like Reed Blankenship, but Kevin Byard, uh, if you read the story today, the most snaps in coverage of any player in the entire NFL this year who has not gotten his hands on the ball yet. Uh, It has been a struggle for him this season so far. I'm curious to see how he bounces back, but uh, Justin Reed... Mike Edwards and uh, Brian Cook, the rookie from Cincinnati. I like what the Chiefs have at safety a little bit more than I like what the Eagles have, so I'm, I'm taking those guys. That look, gives you a chance to get your boy, although both Philly guys, as you're telling me now. Look what you made me do, okay? It, it was a cruel summer with what you were uh, 
with, with the way you were making fun of me about this person. If you could only see the <laughs> Google page that Zach has uh, pulled up on his phone. But there's been Taylor a Taylor Swift song. But there's been a love story. And I have a blank space on my roster here. And I'm going to shake it off, okay? Because uh, I, I knew you were trouble when you did not like this guy wow. when they made the trade. Um, but you know me all too well. And in my wild this? and in my wildest dreams, you know I've been enchanted by this player uh, who don't blame me, okay? And in December, you know, when we go back to December, maybe it's 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 not going to be the case. Uh, but when I watch him in daylight, you need to calm down because I'm going with Swift. DeAndre Swift. Give me the, the Eagles running back, DeAndre Swift. Okay, the most important Swift in this game. I know the mass audience is going to be following Taylor Swift. I actually, uh, when I picked my daughter up from school yesterday, she wanted Taylor Swift, uh, Taylor Swift song on. And, you know, I, I put it on Spotify. Actually, it, was, it, it wasn't, you know, I mean, it wasn't like a podcast. I got to tell you something different. I listened uh, for the first time this morning to the uh, the Fairy Tale of Philadelphia, the new song from Jason mm -hmm. Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. Absolute banger! Mm. It is so good. I listen. I, it's I like uh, it's it's hard to believe how good it is. I I, got, I give them so much credit. I mean, I uh, maybe the best Christmas song in my opinion. They did a good job navigating around a a particular pitfall in that song, but the sacks at the end, they pulled the whole thing together. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, so DeAndre Swift. You're on my team here, okay? For, for, for what I think you are, the most important Swift in this game. Not the Swift who's in the box, but the Swift who's on the field. All right, so Zach, you have Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, and the rest of the Chiefs offense. You've got their wide receivers and their entire offensive line, whereas I have Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, and the rest of the Eagles offense. I think that's advantage me. We can debate that uh, if you want. On defense, you have the Eagles edge rushers and the Eagles safeties and then the rest of the Chiefs defense, whereas I have the Chiefs edge rushers and the Chiefs safeties and the rest of the Eagles defense. I've got the Chiefs special teams. You've got the Eagles special teams, a good matchup. And another one that I believe the uh, listeners and viewers would agree is wildly slanted in my favor. Let's see the game first. Let's not decide this on a Thursday. Let's decide this on a Monday. Okay. Well, we will do that and we will be back tomorrow at what are we, 9.30 tomorrow? Another, another moving it around so Zach can get to a press conference. That's okay. That's the job. We got we to gotta be flexible. We got to be nimble. Sean Desai industry. is in focus. Sean Desai is in focus. We will talk to him tomorrow. Uh, Zach, that'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast for all of us here. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hit subscribe, all that good stuff. And as always, we love you. We all silly like the mayor. 